0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt. And stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm going to begin by thanking Sandy Danik and her family for all the coordination that takes place and and having this special Mass each year on the Feast of the Holy Innocents. It's a time to remember all of those innocent children in our own lives that we've lost. And we always celebrate this feast day in this Christmas octave. On the surface, you know, we celebrate this feast day during the Christmas octave because it's kind of naturally the next thing that we think about because Jesus is born. But then the angel comes and he tells Joseph to go to Egypt and come back. It's part of our Lord's birth story. But I think it's also very appropriate that We have this special day set aside during the Christmas season to grieve lost children. You know, the holidays can be of both days of great joy and times when we get together with our families. The last couple of days, I was in Des Moines with my brother and his two daughters, who are like four and two. I got to stay the night, and so I got woke up really early on Christmas morning after Midnight Mass. Uncle, Father, Sean, it's time to get up. It was great. But surely that morning for my brother and my sister-in-law is also a day when they think about the five and six-year-old that they don't have waking up on Christmas morning. And so it's appropriate that a couple of days after Christmas we have this day to come and pray for the children that we've lost. And the readings give us an opportunity too to reflect on the experience of the Blessed Virgin Mary in these days. You know, from her perspective, the only thing that happened was Joseph went to her one day and said, get up, we have to go to Egypt, let's go. Where are we going to Egypt? You know that angel that came to you and talked to you? He came and talked to me and we have to go to Egypt. And they leave everything and go down to Egypt. And after a certain amount of time passes, they return and in their return they hear the news that Herod had slaughtered all of these other children and i think about it, like how for the blessed mother she had this experience of all these other children died and mine got to live how is that possible It surely is one of the many mysterious things that Mary pondered in her heart. And because of her immaculate conception, because she was free from original sin, she was the most integrated human being who ever lived which means that she felt her emotions more clearly than any human being who's ever lived. And it also would mean that she has more empathy than any human being who's ever lived. And if that's true, that means that she felt the loss of all of those other children when she heard about that. Empathy is the ability to feel another person's feelings. And when we have grief, it can be isolating when we have to be alone. And we can feel like I'm the only one that knows my own pain. Comfort comes when we have this experience of feeling felt by another person. And so the Blessed Mother is the person who feels our feelings more than anyone else. And she carried that loss with her. And amidst the joys of seeing her son, Jesus, grow as a child, she also knew the losses of others. Which means that she also knows our losses. And she is the greatest comfort that we can have in our lives. When we pray the rosary in a way that we try to really connect with her, it's a reminder that she is that mother who has perfect empathy for us, that she knows exactly how we feel in the midst of our own losses, when we feel misunderstood or not acknowledged, when we're experiencing grief and we just don't know what to do with it, it's Mary who knows exactly how we feel. And she also knows within the mystery of God's plan that all of those children died as martyrs. They died so our Lord could live. And we believe that they intercede for us. And we also have great faith and well-founded hope that each of the children that we've lost in our own families also have the ability to intercede for us. To pray on our behalf. That we can ask them for our, their prayers. And I have known many people who actually have come back to the church and they attribute that return to faith to a child's prayers that they had lost earlier in their lives. And each time we receive our Lord in the Eucharist and heaven comes down to meet earth, the same Jesus that is in heaven the same Jesus that all of our deceased family members stand before, is present on the altar and enters into our life and enters into our bodies. In that moment, we're closest to all of our deceased family members. Because it's our Lord in the Eucharist who unites us to the church triumphant. And there we find great hope. And so today let us pray through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and every innocent child that we may be comforted in times of grief and sorrow and that our hearts may continue to be transformed that we continue to grow in our own conversions so that one day we will be reunited with them in the kingdom of heaven.